a film that shows the domino effects of texting even more so than the Anthony Weiner scandal. We're talking The Swap on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and get into a wacky set of misunderstandings. My guests today, I'm very excited. This is the second edition of the body swap Disney movies from post-2000. I'm I'm so excited to have them back on the show again. Uh, Mira Nathanson and Eliana Gottesman. Hello. Hi. Hey, Ross. Hello. Thank you for coming back. This is exciting. Uh, (laughs) We have a a group chat and it's only been active when we talk about Freaky Friday. So I'm excited that we can now add uh, today's movie, The Swap, into that conversation it really seamlessly fits into the narrative of kind of the friendship between the three of us, I'd say. Um, it kind of just seamlessly well, yeah. fit right in. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of close counters, close encounters with body swaps. So <laughs> yeah, I think we can all resonate with these themes. And I think like we make a great trio. Uh, like we're, we're all a respective Ellie, Jack and Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that goes without saying. I'd love to hear who is who uh, in your mind, Ross. <laughs> okay, okay. So, first of all, if you haven't seen this movie, it's on Disney Plus. It's called The Swap. Um, it is a not free. It's a. It's based off of a different book, but like it's a Freaky Friday thing because they're all the same type of movie. So I think um, I feel like I'm Ellie, um, and I. Th- <laughs> think mira your porter and eliana your deck <laughs> we all knew mira was porter. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah well you know i was i mean not to get into it but i definitely had a bullying problem as a kid <laughs> and it was definitely a symptom of my lack of purpose and yeah i think eliana disguised as ross really helped me see that like I was missing science as my passion and <laughs> it needed to find my way. And then I, it turned out I had a heart of gold. So it's true. Yeah, Mira, you out. have made some amazing Rube Goldberg machines and perpetual motion uh, scooters fueled by soda in your life. And like, it's just really fantastic. She's like the one to turn to. Yeah. I've, I've helped a lot of kids escape from their rooms by a zip line. I think it was, um, <laughs> just, it, no, it was, it was a toilet plunger turned zip line. Thank you. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves really. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah so this is a, a classic movie, <laughs> classic body swap movie of two people. They hate their lives and they, fantasize about being literally anybody else but instead of uh you know we talked about in freaky friday how instead of a magical uh just like a a, (laughs) they called um, a totem yeah so they had a magical totem in this movie that because they were both texting on the phones of their respective deceased or abandoned parents (laughs) it caused them to switch bodies oh 
There's so much impact in what you just said. (laughs) There really was. Um, And there's also the added layer here of like it being a gender swap, whereas in other ones, it's like the mother-daughter. And this is just a whole different thing because they're unpacking like, oh, it's so hard to be a boy. No, it's so hard to be a girl. And then they have to swap that. And it's like the teenage reality of having to deal with being your particular gender. And that's a whole other thing to unpack because boy, did it get offensive at moments. (laughs) Can I say something crazy though? Yeah. I think I kind of liked this movie. (laughs) I'm actually here for this take, but let me hear what you have to say. Like, it's not, you know, it's not an amazing movie, but, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm not rushing to watch it again, but, like, partially of why I wanted to watch this was I was like, oh, my God, it's, like, a a gender body swap thing. It's going to be bad. Like, it was cheesy as hell, but, like, it, it got real, and it honestly kind of dealt with subjects delicately. That's really, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd agree with you there, but I would say that I enjoyed it. Like it was, there was, there's something about certain Disney films and perhaps this was affected by my uh, intoxication while I was watching. But um, I feel that with certain Disney films, it's as if like a very highly skilled screenwriter who really needed a paycheck um, got hired to do a Disney film. And so they're just like, let me play with all the cliches and like really push them. And this felt like this film was leaning into like every cliche in a way that just made it like, you can't really believe that someone was writing this thinking that this was not cliche. And it kind of worked yeah. in their favor. Well, what did you all think about the gender stuff? So obviously the movie hardcore leads into like a gender binary, which is problematic. Um but I, and I knew that going in, but I think it did defy my expectations, which admittedly were like very low on, I did feel like it had some stuff to say about challenging some of our notions of gender. Obviously they were like hardcore leaning in, in order to make those points, but I felt like they were trying to like tackle some themes around toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. like how we think about gender, gender in very restrictive ways. I felt like it had like, it was getting there. I felt like. Yeah, well, the moment that really, like, cinched it for me is, like, there's a scene where, um, so, okay, so Jack is the boy, Ellie is the girl. Just so, as I keep saying these names over and over again, we're clear on that. So, (laughs) when Jack is in Ellie's body, Ellie's mom, surprise, takes uh, Ellie to the doctor, and Jack, like, specifically, like, wears a... a a face mask over his eyes because he doesn't like, and he makes a comment of like, look that like, I'm not like, that's a thing that uh, I'm not supposed to see. Like he very much respects the body that he's in. Like we miss, we don't see the trope that's in so many body switch movies, especially if there's Mm -hmm. a gender dynamic to it where like the guy like looks down at the shirt and he's like, all right. Like the famous, (laughs) the famous quote from Scooby-Doo, the movie where, uh, uh, I think it's Fred and Daphne's body says, yeah, I can look at myself naked. Like that doesn't happen at all. Yeah. And I if totally anything, agree. I wrote down, go ahead. Jack has good boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was very respectful. Like, no, I, I actually really appreciated that, that thread throughout of like, yeah, he, I agree. I think you, you framed it perfectly Ross. Like he, he had a lot of respect for the body that he was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, sorry, Eliana, what were you going to say? 
No, I was just going to say to a degree where it was like wearing three layers. Well, okay. There, there's a lot that I love about this film, but I think what I particularly love is at the end where she's like, what am I wearing? And um, it's like, <laughs> she says that she's wearing like four layers of clothing, but like, you can clearly tell she's wearing a tank top and that's, like, that's it. <laughs> and so just like the reality that even the costume department, like wouldn't put her in something bulky is very funny to me. Um, but yes, he, it was a comical degree to which he was like wearing a bathing suit and then two shirts because he couldn't, but you know, you do you still have to get dressed in that Jack. So at some point you were naked. I just got to say that. That's true. He did his best. Yeah. And it's, it's also interesting that I think both of them kind of like, it's weird, but they almost get over being in like the wrong gender body for themselves. Like, you know, they have the first two scenes where like, the stupid thing where he's in the in Ellie's body. He's like, who painted my nails? And then <laughs> Ellie and Jack's body's like, why do I smell like a dude? But like very quickly after that, they're like, okay, we're in this. I can like f- try to figure this out. But also like, and I don't know if I'm giving this movie way too much credit, but like it does kind of, both of them in each other's, uh, in the uh, op- uh, other person's gender's body, like challenges the norms around them. Like um, Jack and Ellie's body tries to confront like kind of that high school cattiness that you see Mm -hmm. a lot of um, teenage girls do. And like, I mean, we we can talk a lot about how Ellie and Jack's body like tries to solve toxic masculinity and kind of does it. Yeah. Yeah. With a family of like all men, she's like, you know, boys can cry and tries to get them to tap into the fact that they're all grieving the loss of their mother and just kind of, it's pretty advanced for a a young teenage girl to get an entire family of men to face the fact that they're going through a grieving process. That was nice. And I also love that this led to such an authentic friendship for the two of them. Like that was Mm. a nice ending and like a nice spin on the body swap genre. And there was a weird moment at the very end where, like, they <laughs> the introduce, yeah, they introduce their parents to each other because, like, uh, Ellie has a single mom, Jack has a single dad, and they're like, maybe we could help them. And then they realize how f- nasty that is, and they're like, delete, delete, delete. That's so weird. Why would we say that? Wait, no, no, no. I didn't read that as they thought it was nasty. They thought that they were going to then make another swap happen. They were worried that oh. the power of their phones was going to make something else happen. Those parents are 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 gonna hook up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, it, it that, was happening was off there. screen. It, it was happening on screen. There was some eye. There's yeah. some eye stuff happening. That is a very different ending then, because my assumption was that they they were gonna try to do like a parent trap, like going to now a different Lindsay Lohan franchise, and try to like trick them into going on a date and then like having sweet passionate love that makes more that, that makes a lot more. more yeah yeah that makes a lot more sense though that they didn't want their phones to do yeah, that again they didn't want the magic to tap in again they're like we've learned our lesson we need to just you know let reality happen yeah um, no but those parents are on the train to i think one of the hallmarks of these of this movie that really made it so strong for me was like how many one-liners there were like unrealistic one-liners that like no one can come up with in the moment, but only like an adult writing for teenagers would write. Like I had to write so many down, like Dumbledork, Trumers. Um, let's see. Well, oh I have this God. one. I like most of my notes are just quotes. 
Um, yeah. So right before Jack and Ellie switch, uh, they're like complaining to each other. Ellie is like, oh my God, uh, like you think girls have it easy? Like guys, guys have it so much easier. And then Jack goes, okay, pull it back, Pitbull. Since when do guys have it easy? If, <laughs> yes. some, if some ginosaurus tricked you into a fight, you think people blame you? No, you just get all emo with your mom while you make banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> wow that is such a i wrote that one down too i have quote pull it back pitbull <laughs> also much later jack's uh one of jack's older brothers says i was worried about you bromegranate juice they have so, the brothers yeah. have so many good lines and yeah. when they talk so about I- the haircut the haircut has so many different good words <laughs> for him getting a haircut um it's like okay they say they say two in a row. I wrote down bromegranate juice too. Don't worry. Um, they say, oh God, you Was can say like what you're going to say. Here and I'll or find something? It. it says, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, Mira, what, tell, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm glad you brought up bromegranate juice because I thought, I loved the thread throughout the film of all the different names they had for Jack, um, both like variations on like Jack Attack, Jack Snack. And like variations on bro. Um, a quote that I wrote down that I thought was so funny. It was a quote from the, yeah. What did mom always say? A bro is the best friend you're ever going to have. Um, <laughs> I thought, okay, I guess, the, I guess we'll get into the mom stuff now. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree that the movie dealt with some heavy themes. In some cases, in, in some really nice and delicate ways. Um also true is that <laughs> I did have a reaction when they introduced the dead mom plot of like this feels like they are hardcore leading into the trope of every single Disney movie and the ways that the the deceased mom was brought up um <laughs> like in just so many moments of like hey we're having a serious moment but it just in like such funny context like about the haircut about bro ship like just yeah the, like, well, also jack breaks his phone early on so they give him his mom's old phone like like it's this weird whole thing that that is a very offhand remark that like you know the mom's dad they still have this phone and like they already swapped all of his information so that yeah so implying that they just like delete like wiped this the mom's phone <laughs> and also oh and yeah. also they they call they call their dad coach because his, their dad is the coach of the hockey team and like hockey's their entire life. Jack I wrote down <laughs> has two posters in his room. One reads own the moment <laughs> and the other says the big skate. <laughs> and his, I also noticed that <laughs> his list of three goals is like make varsity, go to Boston College and be in the uh, NHL. Sorry, you missed the one that was Thank mom for winning the family cup. Oh, right. And then it, it, then she's the witness to the signature. Um, I did find the two ways that they referred to haircut that I got down, which were mow the flow and chop the salad. Mm, yeah, chop, chop the, the salad. salad. Which really okay. concerning because like, <laughs> like salad, doing something to salad, usually I think of something else first. I, and think, maybe, I think we all have that reaction. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. And we don't have to say it on air just in case. <laughs> But like we know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, I I had a quick fact check that I run it wanted to run by you, Eliana. Please. So um, 
I believe it was uh, uh, Sassy's new best friend um, who says, um, I'm from New York and we don't do third wheel relationships. Is that true? <laughs> Okay. Okay. One quick thing about Aspen is I love that she's from, she's from Buffalo and um, they're like, that still counts as New York. Um, That was an amazing first line intro to her. Like she's supposed to be this cool New Yorker, but she's actually from Buffalo. Is that what it was? Right. At the very beginning. I think it was Buffalo. Yeah. 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 Um, Just very funny. Um, Mira, Mira also lives in New York. And I think we can say that third wheel relationships do exist. I, I wouldn't say they're eradicated in New York. But what do you think, Mira? I was going to say it's clearly been a while since you left New York because <laughs> that girl's 100% right. No third real relationships in New York, the state, anywhere. Right. right. Um, I did want to. I did want to touch on something about the dad, Coach Dad. Who, uh-huh. It took me a, a long time to figure out that he was the dad, and I was like, why is there a Coach texting him? This feels like <laughs> such an invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah. when, when the brother's like, hey, don't forget, like you gotta. We set up your phone so you you won't miss any of Coach's affirmations. The motivational quote text that he talks. <laughs> So that's where I was going to go is that I loved this running bit that the dad only talks in platitudes and like sometimes can't place them like unknown author (laughs) Thomas Jefferson (laughs) like every line that he says is some obscure quote I loved that I wanted honestly I wanted more content (laughs) of coach dad it was it was but coach dad also kind of concerned me a little bit like I know the point was that he was pushing them too hard because he didn't want to like show his weakness but he makes them do so much exercise it is not healthy for growing children to do as much exercise as he's making them do they wake up at 5 a.m seems like they're running like a marathon on a Saturday and then they do pre-bed core um, and then also they reference at the end, like when, um, Ellie is still in Jack's body and they're eating pizza and they're like, Whoa, dude, you're eating carbs. I haven't seen you do that in years. And you're like, Oh my God, this growing child is not allowed to eat carbohydrates. <laughs> it concerned me a little bit. It was a little yeah. bit of a red flag. Um, also I only wrote down one quote, I think of coach dad, but it was carpe diem before diem carpes you, <laughs> <laughs> which is really good. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was really interesting that scene because it's um, Ellie as Jack like bonding with the guys and like trying to get to the root of like what is Jack's whole deal and like it was so interesting because I was like oh this is like the most that he's acted like that he's been like in a typical guy place but like not the like weird toxic masculine like it was so nice to see oh this is what like my group of friends was just like eating pizza in a basement. And like it was nice, and they were all talking about like having game, and I was like, "You're all 15, even though you you look 29." I also loved how they were like talking about Aspen being cute or whatever, and then they were like, "They were like, oh, but Ellie, like Ellie's so much cooler because she's real." It's like all these 15 year olds can differentiate between a fake girl and a real girl. <laughs> but also in that scene, speaking of posters, did you peep the background poster in that? In that no, scene? no. It just said basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in movies. <laughs> this also, I think this scene had maybe one of my favorite um, quotes. It's from our our good pal Porter. And he says, are your initials Y and Y? Because you are too wise, my friend. And <laughs> I legit left. Uh, I also realized that, like, if you haven't seen this movie, this conversation, we are ping-ponging all over the place. But, like, 
it's a body swap movie. You know what's happening. But uh, <laughs> God, like there are so many good one-liners. But um, sp- since we're already talking about this kind of part of the movie where um, they're trying to like save face with their groups of friends so that they can like, you know, appear quote unquote normal. Um, Jack in Ellie's body goes to, I forget whose birthday it is, but it is France themed and like they're all Paris, in high school. Specifically Paris themed. Okay. Yes. Was it a birthday party? I was trying to figure out what was up with that party. They teased the party, Claire's birthday party or party. They teased it at the beginning. It's French themed. It's a big party happening Saturday but it, like they went balls to the wall for this party. There was a photo booth. There was a yeah. crazy dance floor. Yeah. There were insane decorations. But yeah, was it a birthday party? What was it? I was thought it, it was a birthday party. I assumed birthday. But like it looked like it had the vibe of a bar mitzvah, like how everybody is dressed, 100%. the activities. Yeah. Um, and so we get this falling out because the whole the whole movie is Ellie feels left out. Um, from the rest of her um, rhythmic gymnastics team, or RG as she likes to call. Wow, it. we actually have not talked yet about the absurdity <laughs> that the absurdity of rhythmic gymnastics being one of the central plot lines. Like a, a high oh. school has a rhythmic gymnastics team, and it, it's well, it, not for long, maybe. Yeah, that's true. It could Them be demoted to a club instead of a sport. And I, I know that we'll get into this later, and this is less like central plot discussion, but I want to talk about the adults later, and I mainly want to talk about the rhythmic gymnastics coach and the badminton coach and their sexual tension. I would also love to talk about that. (laughs) But real quick, so this scene where they're in the basement for the not bar mitzvah Paris party. um, Yes. So Ellie has a falling out with her friends. uh, Sassy. Sassy, <laughs> because Sassy has a new best friend, and Sassy has a crush on Jack, and because of the body swap thing, it appears that Ellie and Jack are an item when they're not. So they have a fight, they split off, and Ellie decides just to, like, dance it out on the dance floor with, like, a new friend. And, and again, this is Jack and Ellie's body, and so what happens is Jack just, like, starts, like, punching, and, like, everybody <laughs> joins it everybody joins in <laughs> on the dance floor it's uh, my jaw dropped like they're just doing I like punches uppercuts i love that scene so much and in in my mind like i think as a screenwriter one of my tenants is that every film needs to have a dance scene like i i legitimately think any film needs it and it adds to any film and when we got to this scene i was like thank god i've been waiting for a dance scene and what i particularly love is just that like they they clearly did not hire a choreographer for this because the dance what? is horrible the dance moves are horrible and <laughs> and everyone is just like at first that the girl you know that she becomes new friends with what's her name no um, Max. was it max Mac, because oh. he was macking on Mac. Oh, Mac. Mackenzie, um, Mackenzie Wick, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay, thank you. Mac for, Mac for her, the people who know her best. Mac <laughs> like gives her a look at first, like what is this dance move, and then she goes for it, and then immediately it's just like from one to all, everyone is doing this punching move. <laughs> it's incredible. It was kind of Cha Cha Slide esque, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was <laughs> not well, not good, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we we brought up sassy <laughs> ladies out there. If you have a sassy in your life, ditch her. You don't you don't need that. Sassy is a terrible friend. Sassy's deal for those of you who haven't seen the movie, she is 
our main girl, Ellie's best friend since kindergarten. They've done everything together. And Ellie is dealing with a serious loss. Her dad has abandoned her and her mom. She's, she's doing her best to cope with it. From what I saw of Ellie, she actually seems like she's handling it pretty well, pretty maturely. And Sassy is running around town with new BFF Aspen, who she met at, I think it's called Glamanista Fashion Camp. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I mean, that explains you the know, where, you, where you meet your cool new best friend from Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Um, and they are so mean to Ellie. They go in the bathroom. First of all, they don't tell Ellie when she has a milk mustache on her face. Um, which uh, let's kind of please return to that detail later because the idea that you could have a milk mustache for hours and not realize it is preposterous. Also, but let's it was go on. Chocolate milk, which it I, was chocolate I, milk. it's not a necessary detail, but it's a detail that I very much <laughs> am excited to lift up. Yeah, but please continue no, breaking down sassy for us, Mir. Um, I'm glad you lifted that up. But yeah, no, I think it speaks, that detail speaks to just how bad her friends are. And then they come into the bathroom and they are shit talking her for being sad that her dad left her. I mean, and how long did they say it had been like five months, like not very long at all. I think both of them, it had been in the, within the past year, I think. Yeah. That's what the movie seemed to imply. She's actively grieving her dad. She's actively processing it. And yeah, I couldn't, I really could not swallow Sassy as a friend. I was so here for Mac. I'm so here for Jack. Wow, their names rhyme. That's great. No wonder they're together. Um, but yeah, Sassy. Oof. I was not, I had a hard time with her. As a, I will as a say boy. though, that like one especially emotionally poignant mo- moment in the movie was um, the moment where Jack is trying to understand why Ellie is holding on to Sassy so hard. And he's like, you know, there are so many other BFFs out there. Why does she need this one? And then he goes through this like um, photo album that's in like, it's one of those picture frame photo album things where you can just swipe. It's like an iPad, but in a photo frame. Um, And he's like, oh, she can't lose them both. And he realizes that like, it would be too much of a loss for her to lose two important people in her life in one year. And I was like, damn, Jack. Okay. That is like some real psychoanalysis you're doing there. That's pretty impressive. Although like the resolution where like Ellie and Sassy at the very end, they're just like, we had fun, but like, we're good. And like, we're just kind of done. Right. And Sassy's like, yeah, that's, that was that was probably the most unrealistic thing in this movie. <laughs> I could not believe that. So I hear you. I, I mean, you're right. <laughs> but I actually really liked it. I was like, we never see friend breakups on TV or in movies. And like, they are a hard thing to navigate in the real world. So yes, I agree. It was kind of unrealistic. But I, I also, I kind of liked it. Yeah, like, I think what was really cool about this movie in the end is, like, we we seem to, we see the trajectory of, like, okay, they have to, like, get over, they have to, like, find a new friendship, or, like, they have to just, like, move on and, like, stand up to their dad or whatever, but, like, we see the consequences for a little bit, and, like, the, like, the characters, even though they think, oh, I'm helping the person that I body swapped with, like, they realize that, you know, you need more context and that, there it's a much more delicate subject than just like like you know just generic high school problems which i think Mm -hmm. is part of why i ended up really like i feel like liking is a is a weird word to use here but like appreciating (laughs) and being like okay that was a good 
that was a good use of my 2 p.m. Yeah. Um, I, I do think they took emotion seriously, which I they did. They really did. I really, there were just, there were so many little details in this film that I thought, like we already talked a little bit about the one-liners and there's honestly more that we could talk about. One of them was um, right after Jack, once they do the body swap, um, I think it's, I think it's Ellie talking about her mom, but in Jack's body says that her mom has a pilot's license in helicopter parenting. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was really good. And then also, um, this is not a one-liner, but when Aspen and um, Sassy are like trying to walk away from Ellie, she's like, come on, Sass, we're going to be late for Bikram belly dancing. I was like, these high school girls are taking a belly dancing class. I just thought there's so many good details in there for everyone to just be like pushed to a comedic extreme. Um, the nurse in the in the um, yes. nurse's office, I loved her. She was doing character work to a T. I, I was about to say I... with the nurse, she says one weird thing that really threw me off for some reason. Um, the nurse is like, "Uh, you guys, you two, figure this out. Stop bickering. Don't talk. Text. I'm gonna go get pork rinds." But she she <laughs> she's obviously going to the vending machine but she calls the vending machine the snack bar which i don't know why but i was like that's not what you call that i think in her reality it's a snack bar like i i just saw her as just like a goofy nurse that everyone can kind of be like we can go to the nurse and do whatever she's just gonna you know be weird and go yeah, get ellie, her pork rinds ellie did go to the nurse because she was crying yeah <laughs> But that kind of is a thing when you're in school, like when you're in middle school, especially, I feel like, but also high school, you can just like go, like the nurse is a cure-all. The nurse is like just a place to sit when you just can't deal with whatever is going on with the day. Oh, I took some good naps in the nurse's office in high school. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Shout out to school nurses. We love you. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this nurse especially had really cool scrubs. I don't remember them. Yeah. I don't remember them either, but they kind of, interestingly enough, they kind of looked like a totem pole. Mm. which ooh wow wow what did you guys think of uh the mom ellie's mom being this like yogi all like free spirit like that being her main character um like her main characteristic what did you guys think about that oh yes the bubble bath oh that seemed great the bubble bath seemed great i was just kind of like confused like i think ellie was like sick of it a lot more than obviously the mom was but like i think again as the movie went on i was like oh this is like this is how she's like moving on from her husband that like left her really suddenly and what sounds like really shittily so like yeah, yeah looking inward and working on yourself but yeah that that whole thing of like helicopter parroting and that the mom did get to go through that change of like oh i can like start living for myself a little bit as well and like I don't have to just drive my daughter everywhere in a clear, clearly a Mini Cooper, but they like cover the logo. <laughs> oh, okay. So specifically on the mom, like giving herself more time that came after Ellie said, and this is a line I quote, go out and grab a little life for yourself, mom, which I <laughs> just like what 15 year old is like, go grab slice of life for yourself. Mom. <laughs> and what mom wouldn't be like, what did you say? What? <laughs> I think she read it straight out of a motivational book. It's so good. Well, I mean, it's one of her mom's books, so she loved it. That's pretty true. Um, 
Oh, also another thing when they first swapped and they were still like adjusting to be in each other's bodies. I loved like the, the way that they played into the stereotypes of like how boys move versus how girls move. And when they got into the car, you know, Ellie got into the car, but it was actually Jack. Oh, and he yeah. like dove into the car. Like in what world is someone diving through a car window to get in? You know how boys dive. <laughs> and then like, and then Jack does the same thing as Ellie, except for he does it. Or, or is it the other way around? Sorry, Ellie does it like Jack, but she can't help but do it in like a gymnast way. So she does like a nice tight tuck. It, oh, I didn't even catch that. I was just like, oh, they both did it. Good for them. No, no. It was a moment of physical comedy of her being like, oh, I guess this is how I'm supposed to get in the car, but I'm a gymnast, so I'm going to do it well. It was oh, very I good. Got to do it well. <laughs> um, one thing, a, a detail that I forgot to bring up that, made me laugh a lot is at the party at the end the paris themed party um sassy and aspen um get mean and they hack into the photo booth <laughs> and they hack it so that all the photos taken um the the heads are just like really big and one girl goes up and she's like that's not funny sassy and then sassy goes it's just a joke yeah that actually was that was an amazing bullying moment because it just was not really bullying and it just like was not that big of a deal um but they all act as if she's like done something very terrible i can't believe you you all like the photos (laughs) did you all like when the entire party followed them to the fridge (laughs) (laughs) oh it was like it was a sharks and jets moment like it was the boy crew and the girl crew and they're all going at the same time it was kind of amazing yeah, because then it became this thing of like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it was like, oh, Jack and uh, Ellie are like dating. And so they need to prove it. So they need a kiss on the bridge. And then uh, Ellie stands up to Sassy, which fucks everything up for Ellie. And then uh, Jack's dad shows up and he starts to cry and his dad yells at him for crying. And he says like 17 more quotes. <laughs> um. But yeah, I and I also um Ellie and Jack's body does a little like room decoration redecorating yes. of his room. And at first I was like this is so weird and I laughed. Um cuz all all that he does is he makes his bed or he, uh, <laughs> Ellie makes Jack's bed, puts a sock monkey on the bed and then gets a live laugh love pillow. And I was like what is happening? And then was- later uh, you realized it, it was from the mom. Yeah, later when his yeah. dad goes, I saw you put your mom's stuff out. I was like, oh, no. Yes. Okay. I will say that closet was, the closet was too good. It was as if it was like a memory box, but in a closet form. Like it was perfectly laid out. It had like everything hanging perfectly. And then there was like a framed photo inside the closet, like on a shelf. Um, and I just kind of, I kind of loved the device of this closet being there. And I we haven't actually talked about the brothers yet. What were their names? Their names were... Oh, um, I do not know. Gunner, Hunter, Gunner and Stryker? No. Gunner and Stryker, I think. Gunner yeah. and Stryker. I kind of loved them. I thought that they were so supportive. They're also um, twins that look absolutely nothing alike. They didn't try to find... Were they like, supposed to be twins? I thought that was the whole thing. And I like, thought they were maybe just like a year apart or something. Oh, okay. What was their deal? Were they still in high school? I couldn't figure yeah. that out. Or like, they are. like hanging around? Okay. 
Okay. They yeah, were I still think- in high school because they were both still on the team, and he was going to be the fourth member of the family on the varsity hockey team. Mm. Well, a detail that I thought was really funny in the closet was the the jersey that said Gunner's mom. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, the mom was so. I mean, the the dead mom was so one dimensional. Um, and yeah, what, they, at some point they call her Heaven's number one mom. I wrote that down. I that <laughs> I could not believe that. Like. It's so okay. So the whole thing, like another thing, is that so uh, yeah, uh, classic Freaky Friday. There's like a set event that's happening, and they need to switch back yes. before then. But of course, they end up like performing for each other. Ellie has a rhythmic gymnastics championship, yes. <laughs> and Jack has to uh, not audition. Jesus Christ, he has to <laughs> try out for the varsity team. And the varsity team tryout is the same day, the same hour that they're dedicating um, a seat in the hockey arena to the mom where it says heaven's number one hockey mom, which like, I mean, it's a cute sentiment, but also like if I was that mom and I was like haunting around, I'd be like, the fuck is this? Like this is the only (laughs) thing about me that lives on is that I was a hockey mom. That's all that's left. What about the other moms in heaven? I'm sure they're all great. (laughs) competition but at least like there's a character trait of jack's departed uh parent because ellie's dad there's nothing it's just no there is nothing all you know about him is that he wants to make a new family plan for his new family which is pretty sad I, I will that say they really showed sad. a picture of him a couple of times. And the first time they showed a picture, I thought it was like a brother character or like a I thought it could even be like her ex-boyfriend or something because he looked so young. He looked like he was like 19 or 20, which I was really confused by because then they have a lot of the kid characters actually look like adults. Like Porter looks like he's 28 years old or something. Yes. Um, What's also like, sorry, with with the dad also, what tripped me up is that there weren't any semi-recent photos or anything of Ellie and her dad. So like they only showed like the three photos of like them, like her and Sassy as toddlers and the dad. And I was like, Oh, so the dad left like a decade ago. And so he's just getting around to switching the family plan. But no, I think it was only supposed to be like five or six months ago. I don't know. That's an interesting rate. That's probably possible. They didn't clarify. I think they did though, because when they were in the bathroom, Sassy was like, what? It's been like six months or something like that. Oh, Oh, Okay. Oh, and also the big problem that Sassy has is that, like, Ellie isn't, like, doing the new... Like, she dresses just, like, comfortably. Like, she wears, like, tracks. She wears a ponytail. Yeah, and she wears a ponytail, (laughs) of course. The cardinal sin of Sassy and Aspen. (laughs) And then at the party, they're like, oh, look who dressed up. She took off the ponytail. (laughs) It's the The classic, like... It's the big reveal of like every rom-com movie where it's like, oh my God, this girl was actually beautiful when she put her hair down. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, um, I, I just remembered this line because I, I wrote it down. So there's like a character that I don't think appears on screen, but you hear them call out to Aspen. They go, uh, or they're talking about Aspen and he goes like, your girl Aspen, so hot. And then he does like a cat growl, but his his throat is so <laughs> phlegmy when he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it again at some point at the end. And you also, you hear it like, oh, he he is just growling. But now about Ellie, because now she's the pretty one. 
I love when movies have like one-liners they add in post. Um, I Not to like get off of our main topic, but Princess Diaries has several moments of that, which Mira is no doubt familiar with. Most notably uh, for any Princess Diaries fans out there, when she is running out of the classroom after uh, the debate and somebody goes, somebody cover the tuba. She's going to hurl. <laughs> and it's two different voices that you can't see on the screen. Um, <laughs> That's I, right. I would say if you're a fan of the off-screen com- background commentary, uh, no one perfected that formula more than Princess Diaries. You got to check it out. Oh, I love that. That that also reminds me, there was like an old ride at Disney World called Alien Encounter, where like you would just like <laughs> sit in an arena and like the alien from Alien would show up and it would be scary. And they like tried to make it a little less terrifying. So they had like, they programmed like it to sound that an audience member yelled, Hey, he looks like my mother-in-law. And I mean, <laughs> God, a mother-in-law and an off camera yelled, God. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that is amazing. Can we quickly touch on the mother daughter spa trip? And yeah, that sounds a couple, cool. that looked like fun. It looked like fun. It, and like I think, I think Jack in that moment was like, wow, it's actually like so nice to just like relax and like enjoy yourself and like pamper yourself. Like it's okay to, to be a man and still want to care about like your appearance and still want to relax and all of that. But then what I especially loved was the moment where um, in the full green mask and robe and head towel, um, he ran, he as Ellie ran over across the street to the cell phone store. Um, Oh, that's right. Like, in what world are you just going to leave a robe and face mask on and go to, like, an outside establishment? Um, and then and, played that hilarious plank, prank on Aspen. Yes. Where he <laughs> messed up her hair situation. <laughs> that was she so had rainbow hair. Rainbow uh, hair. Yeah. Oh, one important thing that we have not touched on yet um, is the opening music. So... The opening song, it was also in oh. the trailer. And I genuinely think this is a good song. Like, it's really catchy. It's the main music just goes eh, eh, uh, 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 kind of like that guy that uh, was flummy when he tried to growl. But the, the only lyric over and over is if I was you, I'd want to be me too. And it's just like, it's like club rave music. I, I'd heard the song before. You guys had heard the song before, right? No. Really? I thought, I thought it was just like a dis. Yeah, it was in the if trailer. If I was you, I would want to be me too. That whole thing. I definitely heard it before. I think that might be like a just a common phrase, maybe. But I think no, I recognize the song. Well, oh, <laughs> was it like was it like a weird like TikTok remix kind of like how everybody's singing the Four Seasons like "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You," but like they're doing like a trippy version of it. Maybe. I, I don't know. I just like, I definitely have not seen this film and I definitely recognize the song. But you're right. It's not like a Disney movie to like have an actual song in it. I feel like they always do like royalty free or like their own original stuff. So maybe... I mean, the rest of the movie is pretty royalty free in that way. <laughs> it is. That is I'm going to be true. honest. I spent most of that montage trying to figure out what sport she was doing, like the hockey <laughs> I got. But then I was like, I could not identify rhythmic gymnastics. I I was so confused. Did everyone else get that right away? Like what she was doing? I mean, I, no. I thought I thought it was like color guard or something like something like that. Because I, <laughs> I feel like they wanted to do color guard, but they're like, oh, color guard isn't like cool what enough. What is color guard? Color guard 
Um, it's kind of like gymnast. It's like a mix of gymnastics and marching band. And it's like the people at like high school football games that like twirl the big flags around. Oh, um, I've never heard of that, but, uh, rhythmic gymnastics. I actually, I did know what it was at first, but it didn't like, I couldn't believe that it was supposed to be like an entire team at a school when I was seeing it. Um, it was definitely like, they were like, what? sport has disney channel not yet featured in one of their films like let's hit it rg that's what it felt like to me they were like let me let's try to get a new market in and we're gonna get the rhythmic gymnasts i kind of wish that they just did like just straight up gymnastics because like i get that they didn't want to do like cheerleading or something because like it's it doesn't seem as like technical i guess if like you're doing hockey or whatever but like yeah but also a Jack in Ellie's body completely nails it because they have this weird loophole where they're like, Oh, like because you're in each other's bodies, like you kind of <laughs> just like get it. I actually loved that because at first it seemed like that didn't exist. Right. Like at the first practice, Ellie as Jack couldn't skate. And in the first rhythmic gymnastics thing, he couldn't like do anything required flexibility. And then suddenly that like loophole existed and now they could do it. It was really, it was really good. The rules changed I did pretty quickly. Appreciate the- the overnight training montage. <laughs> yes. With the friend. We haven't talked about yeah, Jack's we friend yet. We haven't talked about Owen, who is going to be in a weird pickle now for the rest of his life because he tells Jack, who at the time is Ellie, that he that Owen has a crush on Ellie. And uh, then, like, later that night, he learns about the whole thing that happened. And then later they switch back. So now, like, Owen... I think is like crushing on, or they might even be going on a date. I, I couldn't quite tell at the end, I but like, so. I thought so. yeah, but so now like Owen is going out with Ellie with the knowledge that Owen had already opened up to Ellie in Jack's body about Ellie. Yeah. And so now like both of them kind of know what's going on and like, it but just, I kind of think, I kind of think that makes things easier. Like I think that, all of us having used dating apps can say that it kind of makes a first date easier when you know the person already finds you attractive. Like if they've swiped right on you and like agreed to go on a date with you, you've already like, you know, gotten past the initial point of like making sure that someone's interested. Like, I think it makes it so much easier when you realize that from the get go so that you can focus on other aspects. And I think in many ways, this was similar. (laughs) There's not generally the added layer of you told the person that you like that you like them but really it was your best friend in their body like most of the time when I go on dating app dates that's not the case I don't know really? about you guys for you all I don't know I don't know what your dating app situation is but I'd say nine out of ten times that's been my experience okay okay I I just had a really embarrassing memory bubble to the surface uh because yeah we were talking about like oh like knowing that the other person finds you attractive so in high school I had like a major crush on this girl uh, in drama club, not drama sport. It was drama club. (laughs) And um, I like made like a little care package of like inside jokes that I was going to like present to her. But I first asked the other girls to like get confirmation that like she liked me. And I don't know if I ever got that confirmation or even if I did, I might've just chickened out. So I just like, I think I like gave her like the different inside joke stuff like later on, but I don't think I ever gave it to her because I was so Aww. scared. Oh. Oh. That was uh. very sweet. That was a 
that wow, that was so sweet of you. I'm I so had not work out for you. I had not thought of that. That happened nine years ago, I think. And who almost nine years to the day, I think. And it just bubbled to the surface. So wow. thank you for that, Eliana. I mean, I, I don't want to take credit. I want to give this film credit because really this film brings up a whole slew of memories and feelings for all of us, I'd argue. You're out there and you were going to send a care package of inside jokes to a crush in high school and never got up the courage to do it. Just know that you're not alone. Ross is here with you. That's true. <laughs> I'm here with you. Um, I, so I feel like we've tread almost all of the possible territory in this movie. Um, do either of you have any last things that we haven't brought up before we kind of head to the uh, rating section? Um, I, I have two last points. I'd sure. just like to quickly touch on one. Uh, the brothers, uh, after he opens up himself, after Ellie as Jack opens up to the dad, the line they say is, you really got a lot off your brony chest. Which is another, I just want to make sure we get as many of their lines in because they were probably my favorite characters. I also want to quickly remind everyone of the visual moment um, where Ellie and Jack are standing in front of the bathrooms and we have the giant like male, um, you know, symbol and female symbol. Um, And it's just like so big. It's not believable that this would be like on a high school bathroom, but we just need to remember that no, no, this no, that boy wasn't... is not a boy and this girl is not a girl yes please. sorry to correct you that was not the high school that was the sports complex where everybody goes to for all the sports oh i'm sorry i thought it was the same building no. and mom dedications yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Mom dedications. um okay so they had a separate sports complex building mm-hmm. um and then okay. mira was there anything that we that uh you've been wanting to get off of your chest I just wanted to touch on, I, I was really rooting for Porter all along. Um, I thought it was so sweet when he asked Ellie out to donuts and he wanted to give her his like freebie donut situation. He's going to have like 13 donuts around, right? It was the deal I think was like a dozen donuts get the 13th free. Is yeah. that right? I just thought that was a really sweet donut proposal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've all been, a, we've all experienced romance before, I hope, on this call. Um, <laughs> you know, I just thought that was a really nice first date. Um, I was really rooting for him. And I really, Porter, if you're out there, I just I hope you find someone to share your donuts with. <laughs> well, he did at the end. Did he? Yeah, because he, he now has like a whole friend group. And so he brought donuts for everybody. Oh, I forgot about that. Porter was a, he turned out to be the real, the real star with his STEM, his STEM abilities. The STEM club. And a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the, what's the wackiest first date you guys have, you all have been on? Wackiest or most adventurous? Oh, wackiest, wackiest. Yeah. Most adventurous, maybe. I don't know. Donuts seemed pretty adventurous to me. I like, I haven't dated a whole lot. And now that I'm in a, a relationship that's been going for almost two years now, uh, I don't know if I ever will again, but like I, like I, I very much did the classic like coffee first date, but then second date you do a more fun activity. Um, but like my, my current uh, boyfriend, our first date was like a board game uh, cafe. So like, ah, uh, we ate, we drank, he beat me in every single game that we played. It was classic. <laughs> That's a great first date. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of what I don't know what wacky first dates I've had. I've had adventurous, maybe. Is um, a better word. I feel like you've had some good ones, Eliana. 
yeah, I mean, I've had like, I've had like dates that turn into like a day long date. I, I mean, I too have, I'm in, in a rather committed relationship for nearly a year now, but I went to the Whitney um, for a first date in New York city. And it turned into a day long date where we, it was almost like a montage. We went to like a thrift store, um, after the Whitney and like tried clothes on and laughed at like trying on the clothes. <laughs> I was about to make a joke about you like trying on hats oh, we, or something. We wow. definitely did. It happened. And then we went and got tacos. Um, and then we walked around and, uh, yeah. And then I got ghosted one day later. So, you know, it <laughs> What about you, Mira? Yeah, I should have I should have thought of an answer to my own question. <laughs> Eliana, yours was great, um, but Board Game Cafe is also great. Actually, here, if you, if you need to think a little bit longer, I do remember I was talking about this the other day to somebody. I went on a date a few years ago, um, and we just like met up at a Starbucks at like 8 p.m., and then the Starbucks closed because it was like, you know, past 8 p.m., and we stood outside for so long that like all of the tea that we drank went through us. So we both like peed on a dumpster at the same time. <laughs> so that um, was that's a wonderful. bonding moment. That is a bonding moment. That is a bonding moment. Yeah. And weirdly, I think I just remembered now, if I'm remembering correctly, he had the same first name as my current partner. Wow. So I guess, I guess I wow. like that name. Spooky. <laughs> that Did you come up name. with an answer, Mira? I did. It's in, it's from high school, which I feel like is, is lame. But um, one time in high school, I think this might have been my first date ever. Wow. Um, I snuck onto Villanova University's campus, shout out. Um, and we just kind of like walked around the campus, pretended we were college kids. It was great for like, you know, the, the first date banter, kind <laughs> of like testing out how good is this person at like, you know, buying in, yes, anding. Um, and it turned out pretty good. So that was fun. That does sound fun. That like, I didn't do a lot of dating in high school, but that is a very high school dating thing of like, you get dropped off at like either the mall or just like (laughs) somewhere where you can just like walk in circles for hours. That's right. Yep. Good. Um, I had two really quick things that I wanted to mention. Um, so first off we haven't really, we, you, uh, you asked us to remind you, Eliana, about the, uh, gymnastics coach and the badminton coach the these two actors are having so much fun like oh they're yeah. not they're not doing the disney like hamming it up thing like they're like they're you know they're being like sketch characters but they are really doing it well i thought so too i thought they were very very funny yeah and then last thing i don't know if this is a plot hole <laughs> in this movie so i couldn't i couldn't figure out if Jack and Ellie knew each other <laughs> because like the crux of the movie is that the nurse says, stop talking in my office text. Cause you're kids. And so they start texting each other. I'm like, wait, did they have each other's numbers? I think they definitely knew of each other. Um, although it was weird. It was weird because like later in the film, it seemed like Jack like they didn't know names of people in each other's friend group. So it was unclear how much crossover there was, but I think they, they certainly were aware of each other. It seemed. I yeah. Thought. But you're right. Like you probably wouldn't have each other's numbers. I think it's safe to say that they didn't do a good job establishing what the relationship was. Like I, I did need a little bit more context. I'm like, who are these people to each other before this moment where they're suddenly in each other's bodies? Mm-hmm. 
I agree with that. But mm-hmm. hey, now we'll see if we truly agree. Because now is the part of the show where we review every, we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. Um, you two have been on here before. You know that we can get as minute, specific with decimal points and all that as you'd like. Um, so, uh, Eliana, if you would like to go first, what would you rate the swap today? Yeah. I'm just going to say that last time I was on here, uh, you guys both called me out for giving it too good a rating. But I think I'm just a generous viewer. Um, I'm going to give the swap... 3.73. Wow. Yeah. I know. And I know it's good, but I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You saw how long my page of notes was. Like I had a lot to say and I thought that the actors and the writing were both very well executed for the type of film it was. So that's yeah. what I got to say on that. Totally. Uh, what about you, Mira? Yeah. I think this one is following, falling just under the half mark for me. So maybe like a 2.47. Um, and I think where it's landing there for me is, um, yeah, I think we talked about some of the, the themes that were actually kind of poignant and emotionally resonant. Um, but something in the storytelling was missing for me or lacking. Um, I think I had a hard time buying into stakes at certain points. It felt like, yeah, I just felt like it could have been tighter overall. And I, I enjoyed parts of it, but I just felt like it could have flowed better. Mm. totally so i i wrote down uh my score 3.5 and i thought i was i thought i was crazy for writing that but i (laughs) i liked this movie a lot more than i thought i would um like it's 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 so dumb but it's like it's not it's on the border of like a hate watch and just like oh that was like a cute dumb thing to kind of just like waste an hour and a half like so for that, yeah, 3.5. And then crunching the numbers, uh, the three of us, we are giving uh, the swap a score of 3.3, which puts it right above the Brave Little Toaster <laughs> and right underneath the uh, Disney live-action classic Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I cannot say I've heard of either of those films, but I look forward to listening to the episodes. Yeah. And for context, so we were talking, the last movie we did together was Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday is 2.34. It's like a, a whole, a whole mess down on the list. Yeah. So d- like, yeah, this was definitely better. This was better. If this was a musical, I mean, we'd be all giving it five. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> The dance scene in and of itself, the dance scene brought me up like 0.5. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh childlike wonder on my face when that happened. <laughs> it was a pleasure <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Uh, it and was. Sp- and speaking of pleasure, it was a pleasure to have the two of you back on. I th- It's funny because we, I think, recorded the Freaky Friday episode either December 2019 or January 2020. Who would have thought this that would have been one of the last ones I recorded in person? But I'm glad that we got to reconvene and reunite. Um, do either of you have any other body swap movies that we should be watching? <laughs> um, I'm feeling like I need to write one. I'm feeling inspired to write one. So watch out for that. I'm going to option it any day now. I'm in. The one that comes to mind for me is Hot Chick. Ooh. Is that a kid's movie? I mean, what's I Hot Chick? Do you mean White Chicks? No. we're ta- So the Hot Chick, I saw that in theaters. Um, I was, I was a child, so I guess it's technically okay. Rob Schneider and Rachel McAdams switch bodies. Uh, Rob Schneider is like, uh, just a robber. He's a bad dude. And Rachel McAdams is a hot chick. Wow. (laughs) 
All right. Yeah. I, I feel like I want to watch that one next. It doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't hold up <laughs> at all. Definitely doesn't hold up. But uh, yeah, thank you both for coming on. Um, I have both of your Twitters in the description. Is there anything uh, else or specific you would like to plug or point people towards? Not right now for me. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, and as always, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. Tell a friend. Fuck it. Why not? And we will hear you in a fortnight. And go, go, Gadget. End show. <laughs>